Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome back to another episode of The Juice. I'm your host, Solomon Giorgio, comedian, writer, and the winner of several dance battles. Today's guest is a comedian, podcaster, and pasta maker. He's been featured on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Late Night with Seth Meyers, and most recently, Netflix is a joke, The Festival. Let's give a big juicy welcome to a very good friend of mine, Matteo Lane. Hi, Mateo. Hey. <laughs> you look amazing as always. I'm always happy to see you. I'm happy to see you too. I'm, I'm trying to look young and cool by putting this neon light behind me because everyone on Twitch does it. I respect that. I've given up on the very concept of being young and cool. Um, and I'm just putting whatever the fuck I want in my house. Yeah. No, I mean, that's essentially my house. This is the only thing because I was on Twitch <laughs> for a while. That was how I made money during the pandemic. And I was like, I guess I should put some neon light behind me. And now I've gone too far and like everything in my house is neon. So I really need to be stopped. I got those Wi-Fi lights that change colors. That's the, that's what I did. That's the youngest thing I've done oh, recently. That's so Sydney Washington. I love it. <laughs> I know. I, sh- I showed her immediately and she squealed in the light to see that I did it. I, <laughs> I like, love oh. her so much. <laughs> but no, I think like every I've gotten to the point now where I'm just getting like uh, posters and like photos of old actresses and just putting it on the wall and so this is oh Maria Callas is right behind me oh. I have another Maria Callas there I have a Streisand somewhere in my room yeah I'm already I have a B Arthur action figure oh my god okay yeah. I have five Eartha kids staring down at me right now <laughs> oh nice <laughs> yes and I think there's like I actually put together I I crafted put together a cork board and I think it, that's Grace Jones uh, Diana Ross uh, Tina Turner Josephine Baker Eartha Kitt <laughs> There's more. Edige- I'm gonna. Not, I'm gonna need to list them all. But who's I, yeah, your number one? Who's your number one diva? Tina Turner. Tina Turner and Grace Jones. Those are my. I was just listening to uh, Tina Turner's "Golden Eye." Golden Eye. <laughs> and she in her older days, right? She was getting mm-hmm. a little Eartha Kit. She was like a mix oh, yes. of Eartha Kit. And old Tina Turner. I love Tina Turner. Oh, it should like I, that's uh, so she's the Beyonce mold. She can dance her ass off and sing forever while doing it. And that's like that is that to me is like that is such a range of difficulty that I will never ever comprehend. Just to sing your ass off and dance hard. And I don't think she got her credit for being as good a singer as she is. I think when we no. think of like great singers, obviously we think of like Patti LaBelle, Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. Aretha Franklin, Mariah Carey. But Tina Turner is an incredible singer. I think because she has a soul, very unique. She's got Mm -hmm. that sulfuric tone to her voice. Mm -hmm. It's kind of earthy, we'll call it. But she's got great range, great control, great emotion. I think she's, I even though she's like one of the biggest stars in the world, I I still think she's underrated as a singer. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm going to agree with you as this is this is what homosexual men like to talk about. Uh, yes. <laughs> very fa- famous people being underrated. They didn't get the respect that I think they deserve. So therefore, they're underrated. Even, literally walls of awards in her house. And we're just over here like, you know what? She deserves more. <laughs> it's like Beyonce could not be more, could not be more beautiful, more perfect, better singer, better dancer, better creator. And I'm like, she's not getting what she deserves. She like, should have more Grammys than that. <laughs> she has 24 Grammys. I know. And I'm just sitting there like, well, you know, the year that she like, I'm, I'm still annoyed about, Gra- about Lemonade not getting the Grammy. And I'm like, what am I, what am I so mad about? She has so many. <laughs> I'm still mad that Mariah in 2006 didn't win Grammy for Best Album of the Year. You two fucking took it home. <laughs> this was Emancipation of Mimi. She had the number one album of the year. She had the number one song of the year. She had the best touring. And still, like, we're going to give it to you. T- it's like, fuck off. Oh, they did the same thing with Beyonce. Like, Adele made sense, but the one before that, uh, Beyonce's Beyonce, uh, that one yes. with Drunken Love, that one, Beck. Didn't Beck. even know he had an album coming out that year. And there was like, hey, Beck gets the award. The fuck are you talking about yeah it's it's sometimes it's like it's not that it has to be a popularity contest but it's like if it's someone like beyonce like i i understand beyonce and adele at least they're both selling yeah. the same amount of records you know what i mean and like adele was still like it's a wall guys to beyonce like she said <laughs> yes. the right thing and i love that any controversy that happens to beyonce that she's still just smiling like she's like <laughs> she's, she's, she's like fuck it i'm fucking beyonce so what Everyone will defend her to the to the death, but at the same time, she's like, "You don't need to. I'm I'm okay." <laughs> yeah, but it's fun. I really like Beyonce a lot. I mean, my number one diva is Maria Callas. She's tattooed on my freaking arm. But then it would probably be Mariah, yeah. and then I think Sarah Vaughn is up there for me. Oh, Sarah Vaughn. She's her voice is just it's like so soft and pillowy. I can't like. Is it Black Coffee? Is that her? Yeah, that's hers. She's done literally every jazz song there. My favorite is hers is Shuli Bop. It's a Shuli Bop, Shuli Bop, She also had <laughs> such a great range. And there's another singer named Cleo Lane that I love. She's oh, really? British, but she's half Jamaican, half British, and has similar to Tina Turner, kind of a very husky tone to her voice, but she has a five octave vocal range. Yeah. So she sings down here. And then all of a sudden she's oh. like wow like way up into the stratosphere it's she's got probably one of the most um, insane voices you'll ever hear but she's a jazz singer and very niche in the world like of pop music yeah i think mine is always just the unique voice like i just like somebody who just like like range might not be that important but for me it's like oh that sounds hard to replicate like adina simone and eartha kitt like those are like that's their voice and you can tell like no one else can do it right right (laughs) unless it's um uh jujube (laughs) <laughs> yeah that is a very unique voice <laughs> yeah Jujube uh, can do a great Eartha Kitt she can do a fantastic Eartha Kitt yeah, but vocal like that's a that's a impersonation uh, I wish yeah True. I don't my impersonations are very limited I can't do very many but you can do <laughs> I, you can do singing impersonations can't you I feel like I can you, do lo- like I mean can... I do the world's perfect Liza Minnelli yes I've, um, I've, I've heard and seen <laughs> yes, I I look just like her. Um, yes, you do in drag. <laughs> us, that's you know what? That's a fucking great skill set to have. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I entered Drag Race, I'd fail at almost everything but 
Snatch Game. I would just have to make it to Snatch Game because I would win Snatch Game. That's an absolute lie. We would do very well in the comedy world. Like the, every comedy and acting True. challenge. That's, those are the difficult ones. Like Comedy acting and singing and Snatch Game. I would do great at. Everything else I would suck at. Yeah, makeup, dressing myself, sewing. I would die. I would die. But you can do makeup and you could do, I mean, we would have to. You, you and I, do you sew? Yes. Can you sew? I can't for nothing. I can sew nothing. I can, I can, I can, I can go to the tailor and have them sew something for me. That's I can, I can, I can get somebody else to do a thing for me. That's me, one thing so I want to do. In my group of friends, um, my core group of friends, uh, we were having an argument: who would win Drag Race? Who hasn't already won Drag Race? Um, so Bob and Monet have already won. Yeah. And then Patty already does do drag. So, and our friend Alfredo already does drag, free the drag queen. So it was up to me, my friend Nick, my friend Mitch, Kennedy, and uh, Jacob. And we were screaming at, this is during the pandemic, when we were all hanging out, <laughs> screaming at each other who would win. And finally, Jacob recorded it. And so there's just arguments of Bob being like, Mateo, <laughs> you're not going to fucking win, Mateo, with a fan. And I'm like, you said I'd win. And Nick's like, oh no, Mateo, because Kennedy will fucking slay. Play. Like it's just <laughs> ridiculous. We reenacted a snatch game. Oh, oh, geez, I would love to. Have, I yeah, my fight is not. I would be along the lines of like, this is why I can't win. Not be, this is how I could oh. win. <laughs> you would win because you're a great no, actor, stand-up no. comic. You can do drag. You do great makeup. I can do very good makeup. Uh, like very like it's here's the thing. Where my limitations are is uh, lip syncing. Uh, I can't do that. Yeah, I'm not uh, a good lip syncer. Oh, if you ask me to memorize words to a song, that will never happen. I have yeah. done that. I can, I've memorized three songs and that's what songs. It. Oh, the Sweet Valley High theme song. Uh, <laughs> the Sailor Moon theme song and the Family Matters theme song. And those are the only three songs that I can sing from beginning to it's end. It's a rare condition <laughs> this day this and day age. age. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> Good news on the newspaper page. <laughs> A love condition of the grand design. All right, there is copyright. (laughs) Is there? Now that we're singing it, my favorite was just um. But there must be some magic inside Ah, these walls. Yes. Such a good show. I never understood like the ant and remember Richie was his name. I think. Yes, they were just living there because they were out in tough times after her husband passed away. I know everything about it. Because they also. I come from a family with like 34 first cousins, so I and I get 34. Like family just... Wait, I'm being I'm saying 34 like I don't have a hundred cousins. <laughs> but to be fair, we all grew up on the same block. We all grew up next to each other. Oh my! So you guys were in Illinois, right? Yeah, suburb of Chicago, Arlington Heights. Arlington Heights. So that's north or no? It's literally right next to O'Hare Airport. But so like 34, like did your whole family move out at the same time? I think we're now at 34. When I was a kid, the core of us was 10. But um, because my mom's one of seven. My mom is actually one of, I think, 15, maybe more than that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, My my grandpa's from my. okay. so my grandpa's Mexican and my grandma's Mm -hmm. Italian. And my grandpa and her had five kids together. Mm -hmm. And then he also at the same time had, I think, five kids with another woman. But he named all the kids the same name so he didn't confuse them. So there's like two Joaquins, two, yeah. (laughs) You can't just graze over certain facts like that. Like, okay, first of all, that is an impressive skill set to like, like, you know what? I'm going to get caught if I don't do this. (laughs) Wow. Is your mom one of the duplicates? Uh, No, she was not a duplicate kid. Her brother. 
Her brother Joaquin, who my grandma somehow got his name changed to Jack. I don't got yeah. his birth certificate changed. I don't even know how she did it, but she really was so mad at my grandpa. She remarried a Sicilian and then had two more kids, but then my grandpa kept having kids. So I have an uncle younger than me. So I, it's like when we did 23 and Me, because we don't know our Mexican family now, because yeah. our grandma separated us from them. It's just like all these cousins and aunts and uncles in Mexico. And it's like your first cousin, Antonio Maldonado. And so, so I'm like, okay, I have an uncle and multiple other cousins, but yeah. I was raised now because my cousins are having kids. We still all grew up in the same part of Chicago. Yeah. I think I literally think I have like 34, 30, like that, I think I'm one of 34 cousins. I'm just, I just love, oh God, that is <laughs> so I, yeah. I did a I did a Mexican TV show called Noches con Platanito, which uh-huh. literally means Knights of the Plantain, and the host is a clown for some reason. And uh, <laughs> you don't have to explain that to me. I've seen enough Mexican television. This has a, this has been a very Mexican conversation. And he um, he asked me about my grandpa, and I was like, Oh yeah, my, my grandpa's Mexican. And like I told him the story, was like he switched the names, and then his response was, "Ma que inteligente tu abuelo." Like how smart is your grandpa? And everyone in the audience started clapping. I was <laughs> dying of laughter. Look, it's dying. probably because it's like it's such a, like they're like we know a lot of guys that fucked up, and you. Oh <laughs> yeah, there's that. Have you ever seen that meme? It's like if your dad wore these shoes, he has another family. It's like that was my grandpa. <laughs> okay, so this is I'm assuming now your so your family's now the the gossip family. I assume based off of that. Oh my uh, god, gossip! The other day I called so my grandpa, my my Sicilian grandfather, who really raised me. By the way, he's like yeah. my. Although I did connect with my Mexican grandfather, and so did my mother. Like before he died, we did start having a connection. I met him, and he would send me birthday gifts and just like try oh, to make amends. Yeah. So him and my mother did make amends. I want to clear his name a little bit. Him, yeah. my mother, and, and his sibling did 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 um, make that connection. I one day will have to go back to Mexico and meet my family yeah. and actually discover my roots. But my Sicilian grandfather, who who did raise me, um, I call them pretty much every single week just to talk to them and he just the other day he told me something he wasn't supposed to tell me he's like, oh you know mateo blah, blah. and then i hear my grandma next to him nick shut up why the hell are you telling oh god i'm in trouble now mateo nick you're not supposed to tell him and then what happens my nonna gets on the phone with me and then tells me everything in detail so it's just constant 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 talking yeah I feel like it's always just a late in life information that I've gotten. I've I feel like that's always been the case is like, here's a little piece of information. And now I'm going to give you all the entire details. I, but we also we're a little bit of we have that aspect of our culture. I think do you remember yourself uh, finding a moment where you got where you got we were caught up in gossip and like in a high school or. Well, I mean, it started as a kid. I mean, yeah, I, I the way Italian women talk about gossip, it's not soccer mom. It's not. Yeah. Uh, oh, I heard this the other day. There's so much drama infused into it. There's pacing, there's stories, there's swelling, and then the reaction, because now you have to react. So I remember yes. being a kid, and with all my, because my, I have my cousin Brian's gay and my brother, so just the three gays with all my aunts. <laughs> That's just perfect. sitting there, and they would just, you know, like, uh, it, like the reactions are, no, you know, like very dramatic. So I, I was always interested in listening to gossip about people I knew nothing about. Yeah. I just loved the art of gossip. And then I started finding myself 
befriending, of course, the gay that I am with the girls yeah. who had the gossip, right? Yeah. It was a, like a sense of power. Like people came to them because they had the power. Yeah. So I've always been involved in some sort of like, uh, sort of on the outside of the gossip world. Because if you get too involved, then it becomes drama. And I don't oh, really yeah. like too much drama. No, the trick is to be drama adjacent. Like you want to hear it. You want to absorb the information, but then you want to quickly move away before anyone catches you as as a as a as a, as a, as a participant. I'm also the same. Family. I have a queer sibling as well, and I feel like that is a very specific uh, <laughs> demographic of us. Um, my sister is lesbian, but yours yours you're, you're the gay. I feel like that is. I feel like the amount of insane shit that we kept to each other and how we also decide to come out was also a very like very well kept uh form of gossip that we did and like because i think that's the first piece of gossip i ever had in my well, life well kept in our minds yes, i was also yes, working yes. at michael's arts and crafts and acting like a complete homosexual but sure oh no no i've refused to ride a bike until i was 12 because i'm like i saw a car and i was like i'm not gonna do that <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to pedal, all right? I'm not going to, I'm not a Flintstone. Get the fuck out of here with this nonsense. <laughs> not a Flintstone. <laughs> so that's the kind, that's the kind of hom- little homosexual I was. So I was like, I'm straight. And everyone was like, yeah, little buddy. <laughs> sure, Solomon. Go back to your Barbies. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and keep twirling. We're for sure not catching anything <laughs> here. Yeah, my neighbors had streamers. Remember the streamers with the ribbons at yes. the end of it? You know what I'm talking God, it was like that. I was in heaven just running around playing with it. Just like, oh, like just so gay. (laughs) Did your brother come out to you first or did he come out to the family first? No, my brother came out when he was, I think he must have been like 14 or 15. He was young. He was really young. Holy shit. And I remember his and mine's relationship, which is really good now, at the time was semi Strained, and I think it was only because I was so a part of the machine of the family. Like, if you've seen my big fat Greek wedding, that was what my existence yeah. was. Where my brother, I think that he felt he obviously was much more aware of his his uh, sexuality, and just sort of separated himself and started his own life. And uh, so he told my mother, and then. Yeah, I don't think I found out till I I ran into my brother at a gay bar when I was 18. I was using oh. a fake ID and I ran into him at a place called Hydrate. And I know then, Hydrate. Yep, yeah, of course. Which which by the way, guess what you're not doing at Hydrate? Hydrating. Huh. Oh, and it's yeah. you're for sure you're not getting a, an ounce of water in your body. <laughs> <laughs> they used to have a sign on the bathroom. I don't know if it's there anymore and it said um no crystal meth. So, you know, it's, <laughs> they had the same sign at Cipriani that they stole it yeah. from Cipriani. So um, I ran into my brother. I forgot about this. This is kind of funny. I haven't thought about yeah. this in a long time. And he said, the first thing he said is, when do you think Brian's going to come out? Our cousin. <laughs> and that was it. We we talked about Brian and we talked about us being gay and stuff. And it was all, it was almost the best scenario to do so because it was like there was no hiding. Also, yeah. everything around us, you know, when you... But back in my day, like for us, like <laughs> figuring out queer culture wasn't yeah. online. It was you actually had to go find it. So for me at the yeah. time, it was called Boys Town. I believe it's called North Halstead now. But it was like if you wanted something gay, you had to go to Boys Town. So I had to get a fake ID and then I had to enter the bar. And then when you go in the bar, I went to pick the fucking hydrate. It's like 
there's drag queens, there's go-go boys, there's old people, there's bears, there's twinks. There, and you, and it's like, you yeah. don't even know what you like. You're just sort of, everything is thrown at you at once. And you're just like, what, who, who, what do I like? You know? Yeah. It's like starting a game at expert level. You're like, I should have started easy. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I, like, I'm, it's like playing Pog. And then suddenly you're playing Elden Ring. Like, yeah. it's just... <laughs> yes. It's, it's pure. Like, I feel like I, for me and my sister, when I came out, especially like there, I think there was one point she looked at me and she goes, I told you to stop copying me years ago. <laughs> but it was one of those, like, it was, I was very like, it was pretty cut and dry. Cause I think I, but I never, I never snuck into a, I never snuck into a bar. I was very. I did. I had my friend, Sophia Greek, of course, and she was extremely strong willed. And, uh, she was like, fuck it. You're going to go to a gay bar. And we all had fake IDs. So Sophia brought me into my first gay bar. Okay, now on it. So how did Sophia's high was this high school or? Well, we knew each other in high school, but we um this would have been college. My second year in college, I was 19, 18 or 19, something like that. I was young. Oh, so so this is I'm I'm imagining 18, 19 year old Mateo, uh probably very much the twink that you are no longer are. <laughs> I weighed about 125 pounds. Oh my goodness. Um, I, I now weigh 165. I had I was 125 pounds. I had that at the time Nicole Richie on the Simple Life. She had lost all that weight and had that A-line Bob yes. bang. So I wanted the same bang. So I had my bang down. I flat ironed my hair down and kind of wore the same outfit, like a uh-huh. a white yeah. shirt, but super tight, right? And then super super skinny girl jeans. Girl jeans were like still cool back then. Or if you wanted skinny jeans, you wear girl jeans and. <laughs> Um, I still have my mustache and yeah, that's how it looks. I have pictures I can send you. I look oh, of like, of course I want to see these pictures. This is the life that I like. I, that I've, I think I've saw one of them and it was very, it was a very night and day move on your I wonder part. If I, you know, I, oh, actually I have a picture right now. I can show you. Hold on a second. <laughs> this was me at the exact time. So American apparel was really, really popular. Oh my God. You are wispy thin. I know. Isn't also, let's. Are you, is that a chin strap? No. <laughs> is it a chin strap? No. I think you said a chin strap. Oh, so it's a, the thinnest mustache. Yeah, it was a little John Waters then. I, look, first of all, the, I, I was this, I, I had a chin strap. You did? Well, I remember I'm six or four and I weighed 175 yeah. <laughs> when I first, like, so I was also skinny and I would just, I'd shop at Hot Topic and I think one of like the, my regular gay bar shirt uh, when I first, when I first came out was it had a Nintendo controller. And I had a Work. Nintendo controller belt buckle and a Nintendo controller wallet. <laughs> Work. Was, I would wear that today. I look, I I have nothing. But at that time, it really was. Um, I was really like I'm, that was probably the first time everyone, anyone ever considered me straight was showing up to the gay bar dressed like that. <laughs> it's like, well, because we didn't know gamers were a thing. We didn't know that you could be like a nerd. We just didn't know. We never knew. I like. I didn't know that the like, like the amount of black people that love anime is vast, and I just assumed I was like little precious gem who was all alone in the, in the sea by herself watching anime. I was like, no, there's tons of us. You know, I I also thought about this. Like I, when you find out other people are gay, it's not just the fact that you're you're queer or gay or both sexually interested in the same thing, mm-hmm. which is a revelation in and of itself. I remember having those moments where like Oprah's aha moments, except at Hydrate, where I'm like, oh my god, all these people here feel the same as I and so like I'm not alone but also things like 
things I loved when I was little, Maleficent, Sailor Moon, Storm from the X-Men, like all those things that I loved that I wasn't able to express, I'm expressing as an adult now because so many other queer people felt the exact same way. And that was like another great thing about like finding other queer people is you're like, oh yeah, someone I can sit and talk to someone about Storm from the X-Men for 25 minutes. For hours. Minutes. For like a little, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, yeah, no, I think we are interested in a lot of, <laughs> a lot of those things. So I was, I, Storm was my top four. I think Rogue was always my number one. Oh, Storm, Storm is my number one still. I think for anything, it's like, it's just like the strife of not being able to touch anything. I feel like with Storm specifically, they gave her claustrophobia and I was very pissed off about that. Cause I'm like, what a weird character flaw to give her. And then her powers doesn't work when it happens. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess that is strange. Cause I remember it's like when she was going into the, uh, under the sewer systems to the, uh, what were the mutants that lived under the sewer systems called? Um, oh, uh, the, um, oh, I know what you're talking about. I feel so bad for forgetting. With, uh, yeah. With a uh, Callisto as their leader, the Morlocks. Morlocks, thank you. It was like, it started with an M. My synesthesia. I knew it started with an M because it was red. Um, yeah, I remember she was... <laughs> I know. Did you know... Did I tell you I have synesthesia? I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Is that when you can... You're so a synesthesia. I have so all my letters and numbers and music have color association to them. Oh, okay. I never... I didn't even know you can do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's like a very... I think very... Like maybe 4 or 3% people have yeah. it. It's a. It's a... It's a... Uh, overlapping of brain, your senses yeah. during brain development. And so some people have it where they taste shape or they have like oh. really weird things. So it feels like almost like a creative connection then with. I, I, yes. I mean, it sounds more creative than it is in reality. It's like the number four is yellow and there's no reason for it. <laughs> Look, you know what? I can, I believe you. <laughs> That's honestly, I have no, it sounds yellow to me. And now I can, I, I feel like I could, yeah, I've, I've never I've never associated colors with anything, uh, but that's actually I feel like that's a better way to remember stuff. I think it maybe helped me learn languages because you would start hearing the same yeah. colors after a while. It's a it's a whole weird thing. So it's five, right? It's Italian. It's English, Italian, English and Italian. I'm fluent, and then Spanish. I would say I'm proficient, but I mean, fluent if you don't speak it, and proficient if you're fluent. And then French is almost the same as my Spanish, and then. My German is so weak. Like I studied German in high school, so I I can still speak it pretty well. But if I think if I went there for a month, I'd be like right back. Of the so this is like five languages and five. Like which would you say is you 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 have the you have the ability to 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 say which is the king of the gossips uh, of the f- Italian. 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 They beat them all out. I guess all so. Every single one of them. I mean, even in the culture, just Nana's hanging out the windowsill, talking to each other on the street, like all the old Italian man, men playing cards, getting drunk, got yeah. bitching about their wives and smoking, all the ants sitting together. Like they in Italy, like especially Sicily, when I refer to Italy, I refer to Sicily a lot. Like they have long benches, especially Messina, so where I go, they have long benches and it's just full of old Sicilian men, all dressed the exact same way, all bitching about their wives. I mean, it's just, you know, it, gossip is everywhere in Italy. Like they're talking, they're gossiping, they're this, they're that, like even in their press, like the way they talk on the news, like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we think like the, when you, when Americans hear British tabloids, we think, God, like they're yeah. so extreme, but like Italians go even farther and Italians really? just lie. Oh, they just lie. The flat out lie on the paper. Mm-hmm. They'll just lie. If it's gossip, they'll just completely lie. Really? Do you remember one? Do you remember one at all or? I remember even, well, not to get back to yeah. Maria, yeah. Maria Callas, but she had to leave Italy and go live in Paris because she couldn't handle the tabloids and gossip in Italy. Anymore. Really? 
Yeah, because they would just lie. Like, she's pregnant. She's had a baby. She's, you know, che- cheating on Onassis with so-and-so, this and that. Like, once she divorced her husband, Meneghini, and mm-hmm. went with Onassis, like, you know, she's a monster. She's this. Like, lo- stories of backstage that happened that never happened. Like, her hitting people. Like, all this stuff. Like, one of the stories in Italy they made up was that, like, she got fired from the Met and threw a bottle of brandy at the head of the Met Metropolitan Director. What? It's like, none of it happened. But, like... The Italians just write it off. Really? Just so, just somebody just says, that is ins- But also, that's also very fun. <laughs> it's great. That's why they're so dramatic and fun. Like, when you go to Italy, like, like there's so, like, it's such a, like, lively country. Like, the people are super alive. It's great. I love it. Is there, like, have you ever seen any fights happening often or no? All the time. Screaming and yelling. I saw a guy get out of his car, walk up to the police officer, and they are screaming in each other's faces like this. And then they both go about their day. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just a means of expression. Like, yeah. they're not, like, I see boyfriends like, oh, one time, two years, no, three years ago for Capota, for New Year's, I brought Nicole Byer and Sashir Zameda to Rome. Mm-hmm. And we were, I was like, I want to show them Italy. And we were in Piazza di Popolo, and they don't have any rules about fireworks there, so anyone can light any firework anywhere they want at any time. So <laughs> it was... I thought it was going to die. It felt like Saving Private Ryan, like that opening scene in Saving Private Ryan. Like, that's what it looked like. Just like everyone was running for their lives. So there was this couple and he like lights the little firework and it accidentally hit his wife's leg and their kids in front of it. She turns around. And he's like, and she's screaming at him. And then like the night happens, an hour later, we see them kissing and dancing. (laughs) That's. I don't know. I feel like that's my favorite kind of energy. I, you know what? You chaos. Ha- yes. I, 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 you can put me in the center of chaos and I'll just sit there calmly. <laughs> I will, I, I will have, I will, I will, I will drink my coffee and I will just watch. <laughs> and then I'll just go, I'll go about my, I've never, like the more chaotic the situation, the more I will step away slightly, but never too far. <laughs> I'll just get a cigarette. And <laughs> yes, exactly. Watch carefully. Oh yeah, but so so yeah. I've always sort of been drama, gossipy adjacent. Is there was there a time you've gotten in trouble for for it at all? Or um, one time when I was in high school, I remember this guy next to my locker whose also name would, was Matt. He uh, he was so hot, and there was rumors that he was gay. And I mm-hmm. remember. Because I wanted someone else to be gay. I, like, got the most involved in those rumors, and it got back to him. And he was like, are you calling me gay to everybody? And I remember, like, having this sinking feeling in my chest. And I wish now I could go back in time and be like, no, I don't think that. I am, and I'm struggling with this. But I took it as a way to, like, deflect off of me. And, yeah, I've, I've always felt really bad about it. I did that to a kid named Michael in high school. Uh, so we are the villains in our high school story. The the closet kids that found the bigger homosexual to point out. But yeah, so yeah, we both we both feel guilty. Uh, usually, and... though, I was I was the center. I, people were making fun of me. I was always made fun of in high school. So it was middle school and high school. It was like me constantly yeah. trying to deflect people talking about me. See, I was like I was that way for elementary school and middle school, high school for some. I went to Seattle, which was like very like progressive. Like so it was like I was definitely deflecting then. But like I got very lucky. I got like coming out to Seattle was like the easiest thing I got to do because it's like a city mm-hmm. that like my parents were monsters. But <laughs> the city wouldn't recommend a better one. <laughs> See, I was the opposite. I had a family and my cousins were my saving grace. 
Oh, they went to private school though, so we didn't go to the same school. But like every day, I would just go to my cousin's house for weekends. I'd spend with my cousins. Like if I didn't have my cousins, I don't think I would. I don't know how I would have survived yeah. high school or middle school. Oh, I have. I've luckily had like I have seven. Well, I have seven. The seven of us all together, uh, sibling wise, and I have my two younger brothers were truly the most progressive little boys in the world. Uh, and like, I remember coming out to them, even though like they were very blase about it. Like, oh, thanks you, thank you for telling us something we already know. <laughs> but they were always very like, you can't, like if you said the F slur around them, they were like, they would get defensive and fight people. Like they were always- Good. Yeah, they were all, they were all that's, they're both sweethearts. And, um, and that's the only nice thing I'll say to them on record. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, just, and as you can see, he's saying, edit it out. I, you, <laughs> those who are listening at home can't see, but Sullivan is- <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Mateo, it's time to read a couple of the juicy submissions we get from our listeners. It's mailbag time. Are you ready for the first one? Yes. I was going to a very preppy high school in the Bay Area around eight years ago during one of NorCal's horrible droughts. Uh, There's many of those uh, growing up. I live in California, so yeah. EB Mud, uh, the local water utility company, was rumored to have published an actual list of families in the area who used more than the ration amount of water on a regular basis. I never saw the list, but clearly remember one day in Spanish class when the room was buzzing with the names of publicly shamed kids at the school who were rumored to be on the list. We could only assume that being as rich as many of those families were, they were, they were using extensive irrigation systems and wasting our state's precious water. In hindsight, I really don't know what was wilder, the wilder, the fact that the utility company had a publicized burn book or water rations made high tier gossip in high school. <laughs> I didn't, what a fucking weird thing. God, this person must have a lot of money. Just to like, just, but your school, like being like, so you guys were the water wasters. Like what a, what a. Like, like the Spanish inquisition, but water. McCarthyism, but water. (laughs) Yeah. So they just list all the names of all the families that are wasting water. And then the high school would get that information. And then that's becomes the talk of the school. But then shame that like, what is that information used for? Pull, Pull them in privately and be like, we see here that your family's using a lot of water. Try and stop. What does this have to do with education? Look. If I was in that same city, I would have done the same exact thing. <laughs> That's crazy. Because we were like, we were truly were allowed. The fi- we had the five minute shower rule. Uh, so it was like. I remember that. I remember that as a kid. My grandparents, my dad's parents lived in uh, San Diego. And I remember them saying, you can only shower for five minutes. Yeah. I remember that. And I was fine. Because for some reason, kids hate showering. I don't really know why, but. Oh, I did too. I like from 14 to 15, I would just turn the water on for five minutes and go about my day. <laughs> so my yeah, why do we hate shower. cleaning ourselves? Now I take like two a day. And especially it's like, especially for you know, like teenage boys, like we smell the worst. We should the be worst. cleaning ourselves constantly. <laughs> but yeah, like cats. For some reason, we're like, you know what? I'm fine smelling like semen for another day in a row. <laughs> <And going> about- <laughs> It is. Tr- it's, it's absolutely insane how many rooms that, that, like, especially me and my friends, like, all of us smell like semen all the time, and people just let semen and dirty socks mm-hmm. <laughs> was the combined smell of every teenage boy and some. And sometimes adult the, same, men. the same thing. <laughs> a dirty sock full of semen. Semen, just, just a comp. I just, oh god, I feel. I yeah, again, uh, going back in time for apologies of things I've done in the past. Uh, I apologize for selling like semen and dirty socks. <laughs> Some people are into that. So, you know, you might have made someone's day good. 
Yeah, but I'm pretty sure it was probably like somebody creepy, and I'm. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, they're at hydrate. <laughs> Did you ever have anybody do like a smell thing for you? Like, don't do like, don't wear deodorant. Mm, no, no, I can't think. Of, I've had people ask me about my feet, but not yeah, the deodorant thing. I feel bad. Like I'm like I'm very pro, but I'm like I'm just like I'll say yeah, you can do stuff with my feet, but I'm just like I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not that excited. Yeah, I don't kink shame. I think whatever you're yeah. into, it's fine. But it's like, but the the feed thing is one, I'm ticklish, and two, I remember um, Barbara Streisand's answer on Inside the Actor's Suit was like, "What job would you least like to have?" And she goes, "Podiatry." She goes, "Staring at people's feet all day." No, thank you. I like, I feel the yeah, same. Like, feet are kind of gross to me. Yeah, I feel like it's like that's it's very like you can't be like they're like I'm either indifferent or I'm like I don't really want your feet. Like I like if you yeah. want to do something to my feet, sure, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say a hard no. I'll, I'll consider it, but I'm not putting your feet anywhere near me. Uh, no, yeah, I'm not a feet guy. No. I'm very boring uh, when it comes to anything. <laughs> so I don't know. Oh, There's nothing I'm to discuss, not, really. But... <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm truly, if you want to have the most boring fucking sex stories I've ever told to you, they're, they're right here. <laughs> You're like the RC colon diet of sex. Yes. You're like, look, it's considered soda, but yeah. it's not going to... It's not a monster energy drink. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna drink it, but it's you're gonna be fine. Like you're gonna, it's gonna taste just like soda, but you're not gonna be that excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so here's this next. <laughs> what am I okay. talking about? We didn't even solve that person's problem. We're just like, well, they're rich, but anyways, I smelled like cum for six years. Well, then we're not gonna solve any problems. That's not what the show's about. I'm not here oh, to fix her, anything. Great. I'm here great. to make the world the worst place, Matt. <laughs> That's really great. <laughs> All right, so here's this uh, next piece of gossip that we have in. Uh, so um, <clears throat> when I was a teenager, uh, my family let something slip out about my Aunt Sally. We're using a fake name, uh, our Aunt Sally's husband. Uh, knowing for years that she was a lesbian with a long-time living partner, we were all shocked. What, what came next shocked us even more. Uh, we then began to learn that about Uncle Mia before my siblings and I were born. Somehow my aunt ended with a green card husband, a well-off man from India who needed a wife to obtain his citizenship. Without the internet, I have no idea how this was arranged. Apparently, he was a total sugar daddy. If anyone needed anything, it was it was asking Mita for money, and he handed it over. We have exactly one family photo with him in it that my mom has somewhere. I have no idea how long they're married, what their arrangement was like, or when they spoke for the last time. I'd love to know where he is and how to talk to him. Uncle Mita, find me. Give me some money. <laughs> oh, I like that last part. At least they're going for it. So yeah, so their 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 aunt who they thought was a lesbian. I don't see a problem with like an agreement like that. I don't see a problem with a green card marriage. Like I want to live in the country. I'll give you money. Fine. Why is that yeah. a big deal? No, I fully support. This is a this is a story I support. This is a wonderful secret to have as well. Like this is also Uncle Mira, give him fucking money. Yeah. Also, but like here's the thing: if as a gay person who's never going to use my marriage ability for anything. And I will, I I probably shouldn't admit it, but I will happily, like if anybody needs to, if anybody needs marriage for me for a need, I will probably happily give it out. I do not, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to use it. (laughs) I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. Marriage is, I don't know, that institution stinks. Yeah, but but I'm like, I'm going to definitely fight for that right forever. I'm just never going to use it for For the purposes it's intended for. Friendly Bruce was like, you people come up to me and say, thank you so much for fighting for gay marriage. She goes, not only did I not fight for it, I got mad when people did. They <laughs> laid in traffic in New York City to protest. I thought, you know, people hate us enough. Now you're causing traffic delays? I was like, I fucking <laughs> love you, Friendly Bruce. <laughs> 
Oh, I, yeah. It's, it's for me. It will never be an arrangement that I want to make, but I will definitely. If you want to come to this country, like I, because I've only become been a citizen for. Like well, two we might years. not be able to use it much longer. So. Oh, who I knows? know. I know. There's there's no longer. Oh, geez. Gays had a good run. We did have a good run. We all had no. None of us had a good run. <laughs> I don't know where. That's <laughs> that an absolute. We had a good. We had a good skip. And and look, lo, just a nice little, sh- and then right back. <laughs> Isn't it so scary to think that that might oh, this country? All right, we can't even talk about it. It's gonna. No, we're gonna moving. We're leaving. That's what we're doing. We're, we're going to another place. <laughs> where am I going? Italy. Wherever we want. Honestly, I don't know where I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm probably uh, Amsterdam is probably my consideration. Well, then we'll meet, we'll meet in the middle. We'll meet in, like, uh, the south of France. See, I love the south of France. See, I think, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to say, I think, I think, yeah. I'm, Amsterdam's going to be where I'm going to, the food is terrible, but. Yeah, I'm going to Italy where I'll eat every meal and be happy. Yeah, that's where, really, like, the food, that's, I might take that back. I might be doing Lisbon, Portugal then. Yeah, but is Italy the only country in Europe that's, like, superb? Like the food is soup. It's like might be the, some of the best food in the top three best food in the world. I think between Italy and and Spain, it's like the food is amazing in both. Because I love eating Barcelona. That pasta, it's just so. My favorite top three cuisines are Italian, Indian, and Mexican. I will have to go with Italian, Indian, and Ethiopian, and oh, then yeah. Mexican will be right right next to it. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes switching spots. You know how like switches spots. You're like. Mm-hmm. Like it's today, it's three now. Okay, it's four now. It's three. Yeah, but I feel like I, I can definitely eat pasta every single day. But I don't think that's the. I don't think I should. But I. Want I do. To. I look. I respect you for that. <laughs> Grazie. <laughs> well, that's the mailbag. Thanks everyone for sending in your mail. Okay, Matteo, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with the juice line. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, We have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to The Juice. I'm here with my good friend, Mateo Lane. All right, Mateo, now's the time on our show when we go to the phone. We call it The Juice Line. And I'm hearing from our board operator that today's caller is Lillian. Let's patch her in. Welcome, Lillian. Please hold. Thank you. Hi. Hello, thank you for coming onto the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to be here. <laughs> well, I'm here with Mateo. He's a wonderful, wonderful comic that a good friend of mine. And we definitely, we're here, we're all ears. You can tell us everything. All right. 
So this story is about a girl I went to middle school with. Um, so we're going to call her Molly for the purposes of this recording because... Perfect. Like... Molly. We don't... Great pseudonym. Pseudonym? Pseudonym? Pseudonym. I can... I know English a little. So... I had a falling out with Molly in middle school over very middle school reasons, but our middle school kind of fed into a couple of local high schools. Um, so I didn't go to any of them, but my friends did. So they're telling me all of this. So okay. when we're all juniors in high school, Molly has a boyfriend who's a senior and Molly's boyfriend goes to the local Catholic school because he is fairly religious. Yes. Molly. And my friends go to one of the performing arts high schools. And Molly really, really did not want her boyfriend to break up with her when he left for college. So she decided to fake a pregnancy. <gasps> okay. Yes. And the best part of this is her mom helped her fake this pregnancy. What? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Her mom was the one who helped her with, like, the fake ultrasounds and, like, the fake pregnancy test. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Wow. Do they know that when you're pregnant, it starts to show? Or do they think what? We're getting was to there... that. We're getting oh to that. Oh, my God. So at the local performing arts high school, you have to change clothes for drama and dance. Mm-hmm. So all of my friends are in the changing room with her and noticing that she's not showing. Yeah. So... They're all kind of friendly with her boyfriend. So they go to him and they're like, she's not showing. Like, you might want to ask her about that because it's been a couple months. She should be showing at this point. Yeah. And he does. And she's like, oh, the baby died because I have stomach cancer. And the stomach no, cancer what? caused the miscarriage. Why? Why this? Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So. Is this the origin story of Rachel Dozial? <laughs> <laughs> so she so, now has to defend cancer. Yeah. So she's like, oh, and he kind of is like, oh. Why didn't she just say the baby died? Leave it yeah. at that. Yeah. Look, I, I'm glad she didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of weeks, months go by. She's clearly not sick. Yeah. And so her boyfriend breaks up with her and the school essentially ostracizes her for yeah. being a liar. So she drops out. A couple of months after this, my friends and the boyfriend uh-huh. are at the mall and see her look working at the local hot dog on a stick. So they go up to her, order a whole bunch of food, kind of pretending like they don't know mm-hmm. her. And then as they're leaving, they drop a dollar in the chip, tip jar, look directly at her and go for your cancer and walk away. <laughs> I mean, standing ovation to those friends because what? Oh, my God. And first of all, the fact that her mother helped facilitate the whole thing probably goes to show that she'll just be like this for the rest of her life. That's how oh, her mother course, raised her. When you want something in life, you lie. What? I um, I'm I commend all these people. Uh, I love people when they decide. Everyone send, in the story gets an everyone in the story deserves it. First of all, Molly, uh, you, she, you, she went to a performing arts school and she did a performance, and that is really, 
look, the great, the biggest st- stage you'll ever have is life, and she she took advantage of it. <laughs> and I, do we know what Molly's doing today? Like, as far as I can see on Facebook, like living her life. But how long ago was this? Um, this was probably like 2012, 2013. Oh, oh wow. you make yeah, it sound I mean, so long ago. <laughs> it feels so long, you know. There was a pandemic for two years, and that kind of oh, like yeah, fucked was... with everyone's sense of time. Oh, wow, Molly, remember the pandemic? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So, what if she was like now manager of Hot Dog on a Stick? <laughs> but I she's got she... like a she, she's got like a grizzled voice. She's been smoking. Say like. I had a story once where I pretended to be pregnant and get stomach cancer and found myself here. My life's never been better. My name's Molly. I think, unfortunately, she got fired because the local hot dog on a stick closed. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, she probably would almost, or she got fired because she pretended to be pregnant with stomach cancer and said she couldn't yeah. come to work. Look, that's a great, great excuse. <laughs> that's better than the excuses I've used to get out of work when I was lying I know my excuses out of work were like oh uh, I'm going to use that for anything now I'm pregnant uh, with stomach cancer <laughs> I've, the amount of aunts and uncles that have passed away when I've called into work <laughs> too many <laughs> you know when you're from a big family you're like oh, it's my aunt whomever Sorry. you know what I mean you're like oh wow damn oh. Molly is really going for it I w- Watch like six years from now, we see her with an Academy Award. Oh my God! That's Hopefully, wild. playing playing the role of herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that movie with Ben Ben Affleck where like the woman like his wife like pretended to be sick and then pretended to get Gone kidnapped girl. and then pretend- yeah, it's Gone Girl just <laughs> oh, on high oh, okay. school level with less of a budget. Yeah, you yeah. lost me in like. Did you remember the movie starring Ben Affleck? And I was like, not at all. Go ahead. <laughs> like, I remember. I remember. I was forced to. See, I didn't want to see that movie. I was forced to see it. Yeah, but- it sounds. It's. Like when you name like when you when you name like a very very big straight uh, male actor, I'm like, oh, good chance I didn't see that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've, I have no interest in seeing the new Top Gun. I don't wow. care how much money it made. Oh, well, you know what? Planes, <laughs> Lily, and that's such a oh, wow, that's such a fuck. That's, that's a great, a great story. story. Yeah. I was not. A, I truly. thought it was gonna stop at the like oh, and then I thought the story was gonna go. Well, you know, then she found out she was lying yeah. and then she was embarrassed and had to transfer schools. Oh, no, she no. doubled down and was like, you know what? Not only is the baby dead, I've got stomach, stomach cancer. cancer. Yeah. It's like, look, that's the great thing about anyone who tells a lie that big. Everyone who tells a very big lie will always double down to like it is it is it is it's the Trump effect. It's like here's a very big lie. It's like clearly not true. But it's what you want. They, they always double down, and honestly, it's it's an art form, and I, and it's it's never it's it works for them so many times. But this is this is a rare case where it doesn't work, and we get the benefit of hearing about it. So I'm very happy to hear about it. It was fun telling it. <laughs> Good for me. I'll, ne- I'll literally never forget Molly for the rest of my life. for the rest of my life. <laughs> there are periods where I like don't think about her, and then something will remind me of her. And I'll be like, oh man, that girl. So many things. Oh my god. So many things. I mean, was did she exhibit that kind of behavior when she was younger? Like was it always like, uh, oh, she seems like she's oh. ready to like go at it at any moment. So according to my friend who went to elementary school with her, she used to steal pencils out of the other kids' pencil cases. And then when the other kids would call her out on it, she'd get all like horrified. And then she went to the teacher and told the teacher that the other kids were like bullying her and stealing her stuff. So the principal and her parents came in 
and like yelled at the class and the kids were all like but she's the one who's stealing so like why are you yelling at us you, you know lunatic. I, the, the stealing wow. the pencils thing i'm fine with the rest of it i'm not fine with because i stole pen well because those girls were back in our day we had the <laughs> gel pens remember the yeah. gel pens? oh yeah and like the silver gel pens, oh my God. I would just like use them to draw, and then like like Mateo, do you have that pen? I'm like, oh yeah, like here oh. we go. But like I'd wait for them to forget so I could. <laughs> <laughs> Look, stealing like stealing stuff. I'm always pro stealing. It's the, the line that I'm that I'm like <laughs> just. It's a like, young man's <laughs> game, but I stole when I worked at Michaels. I was fired for stealing, but I mean, it is. Oh, I'm pro theft. Game. This is a pro theft uh, show. I will always <laughs> like. Let's clearly point that out. She didn't do anything wrong for stealing, blaming other people when she got caught, and like manipulating everybody. That's the issue, and I love, but I still, I still enjoy it so much because she. Oh, uh, I, I, I want to, I want to know what lies she'll put together for her kids. I'm I, excited for this. Her generation. Oh, her kids are gonna be fucking bonkers. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a wild time. <laughs> because you know she's gonna have six kids and it's just oh, yes. gonna be oh, <laughs> I'm excited oh. for it oh thank you so much for sharing that story the later really do appreciate it for you popping in today thank that you was for having me was- <laughs> thank you for being here I'll, ne- I'll always think of Molly thank you <laughs> <laughs> I'll always think of Molly. You know, I always think like I, I find this like there's a drug, and now there's Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it MDMA from now on, just to because I don't want to be associated with this story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Molly! What a, what a little Doctor Evil! Oh my gosh! What well, that is truly that is a criminal mind. That is somebody who should work for the CIA. <laughs> I mean, it's, da- it's also that young, like that. It's dangerous, like that young, because what's that going to be when she's 24, 30, 35? It's just like, it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be professionalism. It's going to be fucking like she will. She's going to create like companies that aren't real and get people to give her money for it. That's what I'm excited for. Her future Damn. is big and vast and crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little, I- little terror. <laughs> Well, that is our episode uh, today. I'm really, oh, I'm so happy you decided to do the show. I'm always, oh, I'm always happy so to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> That's the one and only Mateo Lane. Uh, Mateo's currently on tour. For tickets and upcoming tour dates, go to MateoLaneComedy.com. You can also subscribe to his YouTube channel, follow his Insta and TikTok at Mateo Lane. As always, if you want to tell your story on The Juice, send them in by visiting TeamCoco.com slash HeyJuice. Please remember to rate and review an Apple podcast. Give us all the stars. The Juice is produced by Nick Liao, Jen Samples, and Lisa Berm. Executive producers are Jeff Ross, Adam Sachs, and Joanna Solotaroff. Music by Eduardo Perez and mixing by Will Beckton. Booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Maddie Ogden. Thanks for listening, and as always, have a juicy day. This has been a Team Coco production. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. 
Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.